Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. The phone lines, they are open after Louisville wins over the weekend uh, against Clemson now. And again, what continues what I think has been an encouraging trend very recently uh, with this team. And in particular, I think the, uh, the, the play on the offensive end and the overall, I think, just mental side of things with this team, I think staying in the fight longer staying in the fight better, uh, and I think, importantly, just getting one of these to kind of come out their way, Dave, and actually winning it, enormous for this group. Yeah, for sure. I think for the mentality and to actually see – it's one thing to play a bunch of good teams close or a couple of good teams close and and actually seal the deal and win a game against what was a tournament team. Now is probably on the outside looking in. Oh, I, I think Clemson, you know, barring something truly miraculous, was not – like they have no chance of getting in, I think, sort of on the balance from now on. You know, Louisville shot a gigantic hole uh, in the bottom of that ship yeah, uh, it is, when it comes to making the NCAA tournament. That's done. It is hard to uh, overcome the anchor around your neck that is a loss to Louisville this year. <laughs> And that's fine. Let's play spoiler a few more times. But yeah, so obviously tonight we're in Durham. Um, Duke's what nineteen and eight. You know, uh, I think I think that's right. Is that right? I think that's right. Um, I believe. Yeah, so. nineteen and eight. They're coming off a big one over Syracuse. Uh, good defensive team. They've kind of struggled with their offensive identity a little this year. Uh, it's it's weird when you look at their results this season because they've been blown out by Miami. You know beaten by a couple of middling teams in the conference but also beat Miami earlier this year um just blew out Syracuse like it's it's hard to get a read in this team lost to Virginia in that controversial game uh, last week the controversial ending in uh regulation but the, I mean they're they're going to be a tournament team this year just uh probably somewhere around like the 7 line 7 or 8 line right now um not your typical Duke team, obviously. John Shire's first year, they haven't lost in, in Cameron Indoor all year, though. So it's it's kind of hard to to figure what what's going to happen tonight. And a lot of these guys playing in Cameron for the first time, it'll be interesting. Just uh, 
Hope they show up for another one tonight. Well, you've had ver- like various kinds of opponents. Uh, I think you look at Virginia, you know, they are – they play a specific style. They're highly disciplined, yes. uh, but not like overwhelmingly talented. And I think you'd probably f- you'd feel the same way about Clemson. You know, they they have maxed out a specific style of play that I think makes the best sense for what they are. And Louisville hung in there. Miami is, I think, more skilled than either of those two teams. And Louisville played toe to toe with them too, but it was a different kind of game. It's going to be. Closer, I think this one will be closer to the Miami game. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, this has been a Duke team that I think has really struggled with lineup continuity. It's just sort of been guys coming in and out of the lineup really all year uh, that has, I think, really kept them from, from doing maybe even a little bit of what Louisville's done, which is it's been the same guys, and they finally feel like they're kind of developing a little bit of an identity. I don't know what it would take for me to feel like Louisville's going to pull this one off uh, tonight. But I think it's it's at least worth saying, like if they, there would be a lot to be encouraged by Louisville playing the way they have played the last couple of games. If they do it again tonight at Duke, at Duke, short turnaround, you know, Duke is is fighting for its tournament life. Yeah, they're they're on the nine line before the Syracuse game, uh, and you know the Lenardi didn't update it. <laughs> he hasn't updated it yet. Right. So. He still has Clemson. Days. He still has Clemson as the last team in the in the field because he hasn't he hasn't updated it since nine a.m. on Saturday. But like you know, if they're able to to do this to or in a game with Duke again tonight, like that's four of the top teams in the league. If they play well, God forbid if they win, you know, four games in a row, I would feel like the the encouragement level for the end of the season it would be. I hopefully it would be a good ironic reminder to all of us that when like we worst case scenario things and it almost never plays out that way and of course the worst case scenario would be them just getting completely dog walked and boat raced yeah (laughs) for sure but it's interesting you 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 uh you checked duke's lineup continuity thing i know derek whitehead's been out for a lot of the year um but he sort of spurred their big shooting night against syracuse they hit 50% of their three-pointers. They're 13 for 26. Like, that's the nightmare scenario tonight, is if they're shooting hot, Derek Whitehead gets hot, hits four or five threes. Um, because, I mean, you're going to get open looks with the way our, our team plays defense or doesn't at times. Uh, every team gets open looks from the three-point line. Uh, there were some some better efforts at closing out on Saturday, you know, as the game went on. Um, but if Duke's hot from the three-point line, it's going to be a tough one tonight. I just want to see him play hard with the same level of intensity that we've seen the last couple of games. Stay stay engaged through the whole 40 minutes. It, by the way, how great would it be? Like, we're having this discussion about how, like, on the ACC network, they you know they, they want more positive. Is the league down and all that sort of thing? If Louisville just, just goes on this wrecking crew end and just, like, just slays a bunch of people's NCAA tournament hosts. Yeah, like Duke's on the nine line or the eight yeah. line right now. And, and now Clemson's out, out. Duke's out. Clemson was on the 10 Virginia and Tech's line. It's a one-bid league now. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Louisville just takes everybody out. It's like a two- or three-bid league after the there, tournament. What if the worst scenario happens is, like Josh Pastner's Georgia Tech team wins the tournament again. Louisville wins the <laughs> tournament. No, Louisville wins yeah, the yeah. tournament. That's, that's, that's the, the one. best case scenario, though, for us. That's the league. <laughs> for the league, it's horrible. <laughs> Louisville wins the ACC tournament and just immediately go to Dayton. 
that's like right. that's there's like you're in do danger. not pass go straight to jail <laughs> yes <laughs> be the first power six seven team to play in dayton we'll play as a 16 play the 16 yeah. yeah exactly what i mean there yeah for sure they go on a run it's like wow louisville is that tricky 16 seat you don't want to face them <laughs> Tricky sixteen. <laughs> they're <a> power. <laughs> <laughs> they get like Kansas round they're one. Tricky sixteen. Yeah. Like, you were just trying to talk about it. Can there be an upset alert there? <laughs> 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 They've been playing really hot as of late here. Oh God, my God. You, you know what? The like, I'm not trying to overdo anything that Louisville's done or don't do you know, it, overstate don't you do it. it. But you like, I would imagine. Shire is like this is great. The fact that Louisville beat Clemson, you know, you know, I thought like Kenny did himself not very many favors after the Virginia game when he when he kind of said that there might be some validity to the fact that these teams aren't taking them all that seriously. Sure, like like don't wake them up, man. Yeah, yeah. The, but you're not going to get that tonight with Duke. Like Duke's going to be Shire's reminded them a billion times what they just did to Clemson. Right. Yeah. What Louisville just did. Like, there's a, there's no chance they're going to take the floor tonight at Cameron with a Duke team that's not at least aware that they can lose if they if they don't take this seriously. And I don't know that that Louisville's had like the most bought in effort, but I I mean I thought Clemson or excuse me Virginia was just sort of they went toe to toe. I I think my, like I I haven't. Felt like the other team is sleepwalking and Louisville just taking advantage of it. I felt like they've played those games. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's been it's been nice to see. Like like I said, like the Louisville's been engaged the whole game, and I don't think opponents are sleepwalking. I really don't. Um, Louisville's making them play, and that's it. Culminated in a win on Saturday. I hope that's not where it stops, and they have a chance to to make a few more inroads down the stretch and maybe. Play well tonight, you know, knock off Georgia Tech again. Get Virginia Tech at home on senior night. And who knows? Who stands out to you then, like what you want to see, that sort of thing, uh, in, in this matchup, you know, for Louisville? Like who's – is it – okay, J.J., I want to see this more than, you know, more than one game in oh, a row. Is there somebody JJ. in particular? That's it J.J. Be? for me. Like I – he was so full energy on Saturday and so good and, and had some blocks and had that massive dunk. Like, he's a spark plug, and I want to see him continue that effort in a different atmosphere. Like, that was such a charged home game. Like, go to Cameron Indoor and, and try to continue the momentum that you've got right now. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see J.J. continue it. just want to see – like maybe Jalen get back on the on the on the horse on offense. You know he he had a, a lot of rebounds and did some good things on Saturday. But you know he really did, I don't he didn't hit a three, did he? I don't think he did. I think he had one. I think he had did one. He have one. I think. Okay. But like I I want to see him keep developing on the offensive end and maybe get back on that horse and love to see us make a bunch of threes and set him up for that tonight. Um like it's just it's really it's it's JJ if you want to get, if you want to say which which one player you want to see. Yeah, I, I would want to see JJ carry this forward without question. That's what I'm saying, uh, but I this starting group, and I and I'll think about it as this group of five players like JJ, Jalen Withers, Kamari Lands, Mike James, LLs. Like that's Louisville's best five core players, and then it's about whatever else they can. 
every game, especially against anybody that's any good, comes down to can what else can you get from a core four, Hunley Hatfield, Hersey. and perhaps Hersey Miller off yeah. the bench. And Hersey's given some decent decent minutes the last couple of games. I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And three point shooting. And and you know, this maybe this is a game where you know you beat Clemson without doing any sort of crazy uh, three point shooting. But maybe tonight you you go eleven of twenty, right. and it gives you a chance. You know, in this game, otherwise, Duke's not a, a juggernaut offensively, uh, but they but are, they are going very to good defensively. Though. Well, that's the thing; yeah. they are going to feast. If Louisville is going to be the, the its generous self with the basketball, like it has so many other times, they they can they will lose this game going away. So, Texture says, according to the box, Withers didn't attempt a three. See that's that's how I remember it. Like he he wasn't getting free for him, you know, and yeah. or wasn't it wasn't really uh, it wasn't happening in the flow of the offense. So I hope we get we get that going tonight. But uh, yeah, like that's what I, I just want to see growth. I want to see growth. I want to see the continued up to upward trajectory. That's what I want to see. Um, this again, I will say that this four game stretch: Miami, Virginia, um, Clemson, Clemson, and Duke, and now Duke right. is the toughest four-game stretch of the schedule and if they can acquit themselves well tonight i mean they would have played their best basketball against the best and toughest part of the schedule i'd love to see that and it should translate going forward against the georgia tech and a virginia tech did you happen to catch uh very quickly uh mick cronin uh being extremely upset about where perhaps ucla is being projected as a seed no, I didn't uh, see in this. the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so uh, he was not thrilled that UCLA uh, was not in, or he found where they currently are in that top 16. He didn't like where they were in the, the you know, when they released the top four seeds as it would be right now. He said afterwards, he said, if you ask me my one-word answer on that ranking, it's comical. Hmm. For uh, UCLA was the, the eighth overall seed, uh, and he said it's comical. He says I'm going to try to not laugh, and I think if you know anything about McCronin, he is extremely successful at not laughing. <laughs> he's very good at it. So he's when he like, tells you he's going to try to not Nick. laugh, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> but here's the next quote. When we left the packed twelve pack twelve packed. Pack 12, Packed 12. He wish it was the Packed 12. When we left the Pac-12, it cost a lot of people millions of dollars, and there was going to be fallout, and I think it's a direct result. I had nothing to do with us leaving the league, but you deal with the fallout being a lame duck. Wait, wait, hold on. He thinks that national projections – of their seating, potential seating, have anything to do with them leaving the conference? That they are being punished in terms of potential seating because they wounded other people by leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. That's so, wild. Well, the Pac-12 people aren't clearly aren't lobbying for UCLA to do anything. That's oh, what yeah. the problem well, is uh, here. It's Pac-12 network's fault. Jeff Capel was right. Yep. He got it. <laughs> Actually, you know that none of the, that's not true because nobody has ever watched the Pac-12 network. That's so dumb. That's that's good job, Mick. That's, but what an odd thing to claim because it's real you can't. Well, you can't. It's not true. But like, how do you even tr like try to prove that? 
I mean, is Texas lobbying the same thing now, too, for them leaving the Big 12 for the SEC? It, I mean, I don't know where he gets it. It's it's truly bizarre, especially because the selection, like the criteria and the way of measuring and comparing teams and slotting and seeding and all that sort of thing is very objective. Right. You know, like there are all – Drew's, you know, done this thing. I would love to at some point, you know, be involved in that. Like it's very – like there's very little like say-so. You know, in terms of of what they sure. get to do, it's, a lot of the work is done for them. It's why, you know, bracketologists their their outputs don't vary all that much because it's pretty obvious sort of how these things are going to go with only a little bit well, of decision making. And this is not one of them, except for Mitch Barnhart blocking U of L from the tournament. Right. right. I mean, let's, right. let's make sure we put that out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he thinks that UCLA, because of that, UCLA is not. Uh, seated correctly uh because of that and man i'm just it's just such a silly thing to say but coaches love coaches love regardless of like whatever the actual truth on the ground is they love to complain about their ncaa tournament seed oh mark they love narratives they love them they love just saw, us against the world. We just saw Kansas City just win a Super Bowl because they were playing the disrespect card the That's entire right. time. In, in Georgia. Nobody, nobody respected them. They thought they were going to be a winless season here. Defending national champion Georgia's. Nobody believed in us. It's like, if by nobody you mean everybody, you're absolutely correct. So I'm looking at Jerry Palm's bracketology because why would I ever look at Joe Lenardi's, um, which was updated this Unless morning. Unless you want to look back in time. That's right. It was updated this morning at 1036. Duke is a six seed. Um, Clemson went from the bracket to off the face of the earth after they lost to us. <laughs> like they are nowhere on the page. It's unreal. It really is. I'm telling you, losing to Louisville now is like getting a zero, not a failing grade. <laughs> they really, they're not on the bubble. They're not. It's. I, they I completely can't just bypass the first four out and the next four outs. <laughs> they're just gone, man. <laughs> As they should be. Well, like they're looking at, it, they're like, you just let us know when you want to get serious about this. <laughs> right. All right, Clemson. We'll we'll think about. It. I mean, Clemson's probably got to make it to like the semifinals of the ACC tournament at this point. Yeah, who do they have left on their schedule? Is the real question. And I mean, it's not great. Uh, for Clemson, I mean they they. Could not afford what they've they got, did. Yeah, they got Syracuse, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, I mean, if they win all those games, they're back in. Truly fascinating what's happening here at the end of the year uh, in in this college basketball season. You know, North Carolina has the that just completely improbable run to end last year, and has been nowhere close to replicating anything like that this year, uh, to where they got. They got kind of punked by NC State at the end of the game uh, over the weekend, and right now they wouldn't be in the tournament either. And for all of the goodwill that I think had been developed by Hubert at the end of the year, he spent a lot of it with their struggles this year. Yeah, yeah, the, he has. I mean, it's it's been a a really interesting year in the ACC. Um, that bubble's kind of weird, you know. Like you got a lot of teams like. Wake and 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 Pitt and and UNC uh, that are all hovering around in, in formal the formerly Clemson <laughs> that were all hanging around that cut line and I I just it's gonna be interesting to see who actually makes the tournament and 
not a lot of like consistent performances from anybody outside of Virginia, like Miami. You know, have been pretty much consistent all year. Duke's been good enough to be on the right side of the bubble all year, and now they're they're putting things together late. But it's been a weird year, man. And I don't really not a lot of teams have stepped up to grab the reins. But we did that last year, like with a disappointing regular season, and it doesn't change. Like it was a disappointing regular season. Like the postseason doesn't change that, but it doesn't matter if you do well in the postseason. The regular season just doesn't matter anymore. Nobody really cares as long as you succeed in the tournament. And look, I I still think that, for instance, Miami, like if they get their, you know, they sort of round in. I wouldn't want any part of Miami, you know, in the postseason. No, I just don't. I think the ACC's problem is there aren't enough of those teams in the league this year. There aren't. There aren't. There's there's not a lot of high ceiling teams. Because I don't even, I don't feel that way about Virginia. Like there's almost no outcome with Virginia that would surprise me. Right. Come tournament time. I do feel really bad for the guy who came to the show late and really wants to talk about Jim Bob Cooter. And I was like, man, we already did it for like 10, 15 minutes last hour. G Appliance Podcast Center, check it out. That's right. Check it out, man. It's on, it's on the podcast. He's we like, talked about him a gl- lot more than anyone would have thought. Right. Like, you're glossing over it. It's like, I promise we, we spent a lot of time it's on Jim Bob Cooter. It's an hour two at some point. <laughs> like, what do we like, spend more time on? That, st- that story with Jim Bob Cooter or the Tiger Woods incident on Friday? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Jim Bob Cooter. Actually, we spent more time on the other thing that, more than I ever wanted to. <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter. I remember when he was the backup quarterback at Tennessee where, where I actually yeah. thought to myself, He's at the perfect place to be named. That's Jane exactly where, and he was he was the offensive coordinator there years ago, right? Or at least quarterbacks coach or something. At Tennessee. Something like that. I think he's he was the OC. At, I think he was the OC at Tennessee before he was the OC with the Lions. He's been all over, uh, yeah. and is not without a checkered past a little bit that I'm sure he's had to, to deal with. But uh, in addition to being named Jim Bob Cooter, but well, I was going to say like that's the thing. Like yeah, a little bit of a checkered past, but no one has ever hired Jim Bob cooter without going overboard to prepare everybody else in the office for the fact that they're hiring a guy named jim bob cooter <laughs> it's like, it's it's like oh we hired name. a new coach what's his name whatever it is oh what like guys what? this is actually his name like, so let's 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 everybody get, get, all, it all, out like, get it all out now get it all out. yeah exactly well like nick exactly. was telling me once because his dad called like one of the kansas games earlier like yeah. they like had a whole me like okay this guy named Grady dick on one well, of the teams to, yeah please you gotta yeah. be professional about this yeah. <laughs> like the entire time they're preparing yeah. this broadcast yes so uh jerry palm currently has Pitt at a nine seed uh nc state at a seven seed duke as a six seed miami as a five uh, let's see. Weird. Nobody there. Virginia has a three. And that's it. Five teams right now. Gross. Pretty gross. And but like handful of teams on the on the on the bubble right now. I mean Wake, um North Carolina. I mean Carolina's gotta start winning some games. Yeah down the stretch here there are a lot of people who not only uh are are sort of dissatisfied with how this year is going but uh just want it over with there are a lot of people who don't think that they're they've got a tournament run in them well it's a wild second year stepping off that but the thing is like if they don't make that run at the end of the year like hubie he's in a different hubert's in a different place like then and obviously they did make the run and it was incredible and they were really close to a championship team last year 
but it's uh it was touch and go for the for the rest of the season. I don't want to uh, before we end because we are ending a, a a segment early. I wanted to acknowledge the All Star Game festivities that were largely trash until Mac McClung like <laughs> took over the world. <laughs> we all remember Mac McClung from Georgetown and uh, Texas yes. Tech. We were uh, hoping he would transfer to Louisville at one point. I remember, um, but he was undrafted a couple of years ago. Has been a G League guy. Uh, has played. He's been with the Sixers this year, then just blew up. And like people knew about Mac McClung, like, you know, like it, on the circuit, they knew he was a dunker, but like the general public didn't know that much about him. And he just he absolutely destroyed it on Saturday night. He was awesome, and it was freaking fantastic to watch the six two dude and like everybody just like all the other players and everybody just reacting to it and. My favorite reaction of anybody was, I think, Gabrielle Union, <laughs> who just like it was like the cheerleader re- reaction at Notre Dame to uh, to Kyle Curry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, like just completely unexpected. Mac McClung, uh, you know, fifty point dunk, and she was just like, the face was just of pure awe. And I was like, Dwayne Wade, you better watch out, buddy. <laughs> she likes what she sees. <laughs> Mac McClung, and then of Why course, not? In the ridiculous all-star exhibition, Donnie did score 40 points. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. And his debut as a starter for the all-star team. So, on Team Giannis that ended up winning. But Tatum dropped like 55. uh, He's in an Eastern Conference that is wide open and absolutely fascinating uh, to watch. The Celtics are for sure the the, the favorite at this point. uh, Celtics, Bucks, and Cavs are, are right there, though. Bucks, Cavs are right there, for sure. And uh, I'm excited uh, for Donnie to uh, to not be buried in the West, mm-hmm. perhaps. But all right, that's going to do it for us here. We're going to turn you guys over a segment early to network pregame coverage of Louisville and Duke, which you can hear in its entirety right here on 93 on the Ville. And then when it's over, uh, Ethan Moore back on postgame duty, so you can just tear the knob off, leave it right here go. from 3 o'clock until midnight or so uh, for all of our coverage because we are the home for UofL Sports here. You've been listening to The Drive on 93 on the Ville. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See you. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.